Okay, let's uh, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Kisisa. Again, it doesn't feel like a regular Wednesday night after the post uh, Purim Shushan Purim uh, uh, celebrations, but uh, Baruch Hashem, Torah uh, Hu Danus And we have to, it's Wednesday night, so Baruch Hashem, we have the schus of studying the next parsha. Uh, really, one of the most defining parshas in all the Torah. As uh, as we know, the centerpiece of Parshas Kisisa being the Chayta Egel, which we will get to in uh, in a few moments. But first, one or two thoughts on the beginning of the parsha. Um, so we know the first two aliyos of Kisisa are huge. The next uh, number of next five aliyos are very small. Chazal, Chazal, but the uh, the Mepharshim explained that maybe it's because of we don't want to give the Chayta Egel to a Yisrael. Right, because they took part in the Chetegel. So we want to make sure it's in the second Aliyah, so we want to give it to a Kohen or a Levi, so we make those Aliyahs very long. So by the time Levi's finished, you finish with the Chetegel. So then Yisrael gets afterwards. But that's why uh, the Sfarim bring that um, the first two Aliyahs are very long. Okay, let's start with the beginning, though. Um, beginning of the Parsha, we actually read a few weeks ago for Parsha Shkalim. Then we talk about the Kiyar, we talk about the the uh, Ptores. And right before Shani, right before Shani comes... Uh, the story of the uh, halachas of Shabbos. Another mention of Shabbos. The Aruch HaShulchan points out that Shabbos is mentioned at least seven times in the Torah, connected the seven days of the week, the seventh day being Shabbos. It says the Pasuk in Paraglamet Aleph, Pasuk Yubez, V'yom HaShem HaMoshe Leymar, V'yata Daber Al Bnei Yisrael Leymar, Acha Shabbos Tishmaru, Keep my Shabbos. Because it's a sign between me and you forever, for generations. So that you know that I am Hashem who sanctifies you. So, Ksav HaKabbalah, which you have in Source number one of Mecklenburg, this is a classic Ksav HaKabbalah, where he gives a creative, ingenious pshat, uh, which opens up our understandings of the, of the word itself. He picks up on the word Shabsosai. Shabsosai Tishmoru. Shabsosai is my Shab, Shabbosim, as we would say in Yiddish. Shabsos, right? Not my Shabbos, my Shabsos, plural. So what's the double ashut of, you should guard my Shabsos? And in the very next line it says, Ki os it's, it's the os, it's a singular. So is it Shabsos? Is it os? So, so what is it? So it's verse number one, that's what he picks up on. Shabsosai Tishmoru. Let's read it. Baloshin Yachid al Rabim says the Ksava Kabbalah. What's the double ashon of Shabsosai? Kitam Shabsosai ba'avur ki Shabsos hashanahim rabim. So the Ramban says, it's just a one-liner, that's why I didn't give it to you on the Marmakomus. He says it means all Shabbosos of the year. Keep all my Shabbosos. So that's the plural. It's going on both. It says that Tzavah Kabbalah. L'fiyah mavur b'shem Shabbos sheyesh pishnayim b'horato. There are two meanings of Shabbos. What do we rest from? What does Shabbos mean? Ha'echad ha'inyan bitul the hefsik mimalacha. One is physical rest, rest from physical activity. Shabbos, physically don't go to we don't go to work we don't we don't physically strain ourselves. That's number one. Shabbos, that's Shabbos. Vahasheni says the Ksava Kabbalah, but then there's a second meaning of Shabbos. Inyan yishuv hadas le'inyanim elokiim. Shabbos means to sit and reflect to rest ourselves from the day-to-day nitty-gritty details of what our mind is usually focused on, rest from that. In yin yishuv hadas, being able to focus on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, on godly things. V'yim kein yish b'kol Shabbos v'Shabbos shtei shvisos. So therefore, every Shabbos we have is really two restings, two shvisos. Shvisos haguf me iskei ha'olam, physical shvisa from iskei ha'olam, 
And Yishuv giving a respite to the soul to be osik in spiritual activities. And says the Ksavah Kabbalah, obviously, the Shvisas Haguf Levada Iker Vatachlis Kiyum Asseh the Shvisa Shabbos. Aspect one, first Shvisa is obviously not the goal. Right, physical resting, not being part and taking part in our physical physical activities, is obviously not the goal. That's part one to lead to part two. Ki Amnam Eino Raksiba Go Remes Al Shvisas Viyushu Das Hanefesh Vihiyah Shvisa Hatachliti Tamuchuvenes. The ultimate is step two, the shvisa where we can focus on godly, spiritual uh, items, getting away from what we usually think about during the week. That's the ultimate, that's the real shvisa. But we need shvisa A in order to get to shvisa B. One being a means, one being more of an ends. The alzebo ashara, that's what the Pasuk is alluding to. Eshab sosai, tishmoru, keep both my shabasos. you got to keep my first osasa kol malacha, that one, the physical activities, the malachas. But Yerzeb, kol shabbos, v'shabbos, tishmoru, shtei shvisas. One has to keep both um, uh, staying away from physical, um, act- not physical activities, but weekday activities, both in the physical realm and in the spiritual realm. Shvisas haguf, mimaisa malacha, but he continues, though there are two aspects here of Shvisa, two types of Shvisa, but really one really leads into the other, and both form one unit of what Shabbos is about. That's why in the rest of the continuation of the Pasuk, is Shabsosai Tishmoru, plural, but Oshi in the singular, it's one Os. There's one Tachlis of Shabbos. And that is to get to the uh, ultimate, and that is Shvisa from from um, from the Machshavis as well. And then he even adds beautifully on line nine: the Tachin ki al Kavana Zeh Amurazal. Maybe based on this, this is what Chazal mean when they say in Masecha Shabbos: Ilu Shavri Yisrael Shtei Shabbosos Miyad Negalim. If Bnei Yisrael would keep two Shabbosos, they would get redeemed immediately. So many of the first ask, why two? Why not one? Why not one? Two Shabbosos. What's the magic number two? So they say, maybe we kept one. And then the Makoshesh in the, in the Sefer by Midbar, so by Yikra, so I see he messed it up. So maybe that's why he says two. Some Gersos have if they would keep one Shabbos. But most, the tour quotes, two Shabbos is why two? So he says, maybe it's an allusion to this. If Bezal keep both aspects of Shabbos, Shtei Shabbosos, Shabbososai Tishmaru. If they keep both aspects, you need to get a full kiyam of what Shabbos is supposed to be about. Ein kavanasom ashtei Shabbosos bizmanim nefradim. Doesn't mean two Shabbosos at two different times, one week and another week. No, it means that these two Shvisos, they don't come apart. The physical and the spiritual, that's the Shabbososai Tishmur. There's a connected idea, I think I mentioned it in a different context, I don't think in this one, so I think it's fair to mention it, uh, mention it here. Um, related to the double Shabbosos. There is a gir, what we say, um, by Shabbos Mincha, every uh, Shabbos, um, during Shmon Esrei, we say the Anuchu Vam Yisrael Makanchi Shemecha. Right, the Mishnah Bura quotes that Alpi Kabbalah, without explaining it, he says Alpi Kabbalah, Friday night we say Va, the Anuchu Va Yisrael Makanchi Shemecha, Shabbos morning we say the Anuchu Vo, masculine, and Shabbos Mincha we say the Anuchu Vam. That is why in the Minog and many, many Kehillahs in Eretz Yisrael, more commonly, in Chutzlar, it's one or two places, but mostly in Eretz Yisrael. In order to make a parallel to the Vam, 
So they make Shabbos in the previous line, Shabsos Kachecha. That's what it says in some of the Sidurim printed in Eretz Yisrael. So Shabsos and Vam. So Shabsos, as we're talking about Shabsosai, is connected to Vam in the Shmona Esrits. I once thought that uh, what is the message of Pinigle behind the Va, the Vo, and the Vam? The Va Friday night, the Vo Shabbos morning, and the Vam on Shabbos afternoon, Shabbos Mincha. So the, uh, the Slanam Rebbe, one of his Sichos, the Nesiva Shalom, Right, uh, remember it on the side to take notes. It's not on your on your sheet. He writes that Shabbos is really a wedding between Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael. Every Shabbos we get remarried to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We come close to him. We have um, a unique a time in terms of our relationship with him. As we know, one of the two mitzvahs that a non-Jew is not allowed to do is learn Torah and keep Shabbos because Shabbos is a special os of Echem. So Nesiv Shalom says we have the three stages of a marriage. We have Friday night. We have the kiddushin atakidashta. Shabbos morning, we have the chuppah, we have the marriage, it's the simcha, the runs of the chuppah together, matan Torah is called, uh, is called the day that we got married to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And finally, right after the wedding, the first thing that Chaz and Kahl do is they have yichud. So, they come together and they're, and they're unified. That's what the Nesiva Shalom says, quoting uh, some of the earlier, earlier sources. So maybe one could connect this idea to the vah, the vo, and the vam. Because Kiddushin, which happens Friday night, uh, the real, they're both, obviously the Chassam and the Kala are both players involved in every, every stage of marriage, but it's the woman's status that changes by Kiddushin. She becomes an Eshaz Ish. She is the focus. Maybe that's alluded to in Va, the feminine on Friday night. Shabbos morning by Chuppah, the man is the active player being Machnis the Kala Lershuso. That's the definition of chuppah, according to many Rishonim. He is the active player. That's the vo. That's the that's the um, the the zachar, the masculine. And then finally, yichud is where they both come together. And that's the vam. That's the plural washen by mincha. But again, parallel to the shabsos shabsos kachacha, which is alluded to in the pasuk, as the Ksava Kabbalah said, maybe it's the two aspects of shabsos. Maybe that's an idea behind the Kabbalah that the Mishnah Berurah says vav vo and vam, the three shmon esrei that we have on Shabbos. Next thought. Okay, we have the privilege. We have two Meshachachmas tonight. So the first Meshachachma is right here, source number two. Continuing our Shabbos theme, um, which we have here. Obviously, we know that the Shabbos, why does the Torah repeat Shabbos here if it's already mentioned? So this is one of the sources that Shabbos is connected to the Mishkan. Uh, Shabbos is mentioned here. Shabbos is mentioned again in Bayakel. There's a lot of um, juxtaposition of, of Parshios of Shabbos and the Mishkan in the Torah. So if you look at the next Pasuk, um, Perak Lamad Aleph Pasuk Yudalid. It's also in the bold print in the Meshachachma in source two. Ushmartem es Shabbos ki kodesh ilochem. You shall keep Shabbos because it is holy for you. Mechalaleha mosumas. He who um, is mechalal it profanes it will surely die. Ki kol haoseh ba malacha v'nechaz nefeshahi. Whoever does malacha will be cut off. So the Meshachachma says, how do you read the pasuk? How does it flow? What does it say? Keep Shabbos because it's holy. And whoever violates Shabbos will be killed because whoever does malacha gets cut off. What's the what's the flow? It doesn't. What's the flow of the? Of, how does the first half of the pasuk connect to the second half of the pasuk? And how does machalemos yumas connect to kikal osib malacha? That's what he starts off. Hazaris mavuar. It's a strange quality. Of the pasuk is clear. But shetola chomer bakal. It says you're going to be killed because if you do malacha you get karis. What do you mean killing is the worst punishment? How could that be because of karis, which is something less? How do you read the pasuk? Says the Meshachachma line 7. 
What I think the Pasuk is referring to is as follows. It should not be a wonder. It should not be so strange to us. We know that Shabbos is pushed aside for Pikuach Nefesh. Where somebody's life is in danger, even Savi Pikuach Nefesh. Somebody's life might be in danger. We push away Shabbos. We drive to we drive to the hospital. Any little suffix, right? Even for an unborn fetus, we're machal Shabbos, right? So any any little suffix, Shabbos is pushed aside. Vahari hikala afet be savi pikuach nafesh shaladam. Even for savi pikuach nafesh, umisha over al Shabbos nera v'niskal. But as the meshachach, how could that be? If you violate Shabbos, there's a chi of skila. It's the worst avera that you could get. How could Shabbos be such an important mitzvah? That if you violate it, you get skila, and yet if your life is in danger, no, it's okay, your life comes first. Why should that be? In effect, he's asking, shouldn't Shabbos be one of the big three? What do you think that? Should it be the big four? Right? Shabbos is so defining, so crucial. It's an os, as we said. So wouldn't you think that Shabbos, and if you violate Shabbos, you get skila. It's the worst punishment that you could get. The Mishnah Brewer writes in his Akdama, Tachela Gimel of the Mishnah Brewer, he says, Onshim reflect the Chumrah of the Avera. Except for Shabbos, you know, is the worst, or it's the most, it's the best, the most important. So how could it be that we push away Shabbos, even if it's Savi Pikoch Nevesh, while Shabbos gets such a strong punishment? Says the Meshachach, Achain, line 11. The MS Kedusha Shabbos, Nidchez Bibrei Nafshoshe Yisrael. Really, the Kedusha of Shabbos is pushed aside for a Jew's life. Why? Ki im ein Yisrael, im ein Yisrael, like a Shabbos ba'olam, umiyaidu al shvisos Hashem imaisov val kanmusa ba'olam. Shabbos is worthless, in quotes, without a Jew keeping it. The whole point of Shabbos is for a Jew to testify that Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world and rested on the seventh day. There's nothing, Shabbos is nothing without the Jew keeping Shabbos. There's a there's an inherent connection between a Jew and Shabbos. So you have to say that Shabbos is pushed aside for the life of a Jew. Shabbos takes precedence over a Jew? No, there's nothing separate. There's no inherent idea called Shabbos, separate from a Jew keeping Shabbos. The whole point of Shabbos is to be kept by the Jews. But if a Jew who has this ability and potential to keep the Shabbos doesn't fulfill that potential, because it's such a privilege, there's so much potential there, if he doesn't use it, he's garua, because it's, no, it's worse than an animal, it doesn't have, even have such potential. Because even if he doesn't get skilo, which is really a kapar for him, he's going to get karis, being cut off from HaKadosh Baruch because he's cutting himself off from HaKadosh Baruch in this world anyway, by not keeping Shabbos. So he says, now we understand the Pasuk. Line 23. Ushmartem es Shabbos, keep Shabbos. Chi kodesh hi lachem. It's kodesh for you. There's, it's not kodesh inherently. There's nothing special about it. It's not kodesh separate. It's kodesh lachem. It's about the Jew keeping Shabbos. Shmartem keep Shabbos because it's kodesh for you. Vahainu mishinu sunu lachem vata ha ikur vitvelo lachem. You're the ikur, Hashem says to the Jews. Vyozen kartz lachem bechodesh yishpo sakana. Anytime there's a danger, so. A Jew's life takes precedence. But you have to put in the following phrase at that point of the Pasuk. Afalpi! Afalpi, even though, line 29, even, so the, even though this is true, that it's all about a Jew keeping Shabbos. 
but still mechalaleha most yumas. If somebody doesn't keep the Shabbos, they get the worst Misa. Why? Ki hamachalala, one who violates, who nitval mi ma'awaso, he is lowered in his status, v'chila bris kodesh shahayah b'no v'en Hashem. He has violated and desecrated the special connection he has with Hashem. Why? Because if you do malachah, you're going to get cut off. So the Pasuk flows beautifully. Keep Shabbos because it's holy for you. You are the key to Shabbos, so your life takes precedence. Even though we know that if you're Mechalit, Bezin has to kill you. Why? Because without keeping Shabbos, it leads to Karis. At least being cut off from a Kaddish Baruch, you know, so it's better to get a Kapara now. It's better to get Mechalit Mos Yumas because if not, So Shabbos is defining and yet uh, it's all about our keeping it, giving agents to Baruch Hashem's creation of the world even though mechalalecha mosumas. There's a connected idea, again, I've mentioned um, in a different context, from the Maharami Prague, in his commentary on Pirkei Avos, on the second Mishnah. Second Mishnah of Pirkei Avos, of course, tells us the world stands on three pillars. Ashloshet varm ha'olam omed. Al ha-Torah, v'avodah, v'avgimilas chasadim. Learning Torah, davening, karbanos, avodah, v'avgimilas chasad. So let's take a, back, a, step, a step back. I already gave away part of the answer. The Maharal asked the question that the Meshachachma asked, and that is, why only the big three? Murder, idolatry, and adultery. Why those three? Why not Shabbos? It doesn't say it in those words, but what's unique about those three? Says the Maharal, those three are parallel to Torah, Avodah, and Gemilas Chasad. And therefore, those are the three pillars that keep the world going. If one violates one of these three big Averos, then one is undermining a pillar of the world. So of course you have to give your life for that. Those three, you have to keep the world going. So therefore you have to, those are your Harival Yavar. Shabbos has not connected one of those three. Only those three are Harival Yavar because you can't undermine one of the Amudim. How are those three? Zekanegazet, two out of three are pretty straightforward. So we have Avoda, the second one. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty clear. Idolatry, says the Meshachachma. Uh, sorry, says the Maharal in the uh, source number three. This is from his commentary on Pirkei Avos, line twenty-six. It's the opposite. It's the antithesis uh, of these three. Right, that's the simplest one. He says that one first. Avoda is the opposite of Avodazara. So if I violate Avodazara, I'm undermining Avoda. So I have to give my life for it. Murder and Chesed, also pretty obvious. But the third one it needs, requires a little elaboration. Gili Arayas, who Torah. Gilead Rice is the opposite of Torah. How is that? How is Gilead Rice Hefaka Torah? Kikfarbiyarnu Limala, Kimaalas Hatora, Shiasechon Nivdal Menachamri Lagamre. Limana Torah is the most sublime spiritual activity that one can be involved in in this world. The greatest, the, what's the most, the way that we can connect most to Akadish Barakhu, have focus more on our Nishama than anything else, is Talmud Torah. There is nothing in this world that takes a person out of the physical. You don't have to explain this. Right? The way that we sanctify our goof, our physical life, is, is by learning. Learning is the most spiritual activity we can be involved in. Gilearias 
is the most physical, mundane, gashmi activity that one could be involved in. The hefech zegili arayis, sheholech achar aznus, shehigili arayis, ubezeh holech achar achamri atu nechshav legamri kimo behem of achamor. Right? It's just the. It's like a. It's like an animal, animalistic behavior, just the opposite of Torah. So says the Maharal. That's why those right. What did it say that the asota has to give a carbon out of barley, out of emachol behema, because she did a ma'aseh behema. The Gemara says a masechasota. And that's why specifically these three, Torah, Avodah, and Milas Chasadim, are undermined by Shvichas Damim, Gili Arais, and Avodah Zara. And that's why it's only those three, and not, as we said, the question of Shabbos. Meshachachma and the Maharal. Maharal really can be said as a separate vart. can take it any, any parsha, but you have it here in front of you in Parsha's, um, in parsha's Kisisa. And then the Source 5 is just a continuation of... Uh, Source four, I'm sorry, continuation of that of the Maharal. Lafichach be'elu roi she'enerag val yavar. By those three only are val yavar kivan shekiim ha'adam al shloshah dvar mashnuim kan. The the world continues to exist because of these three. Ubehefach shalahem in lo'adam mitzias klal. If one violates these three averes, then you're undermining the world. You have no you have no reality. You have no reality. So what do you mean you're gonna oh, you're gonna keep your life, but you're not really living? Then you're undermining a pillar. So that's why I want us to give their life. Okay, once we were on the Meshachachma, I thought we'd do both of them at the same time. So the uh, the next thought is also from the Meshachachma. Right? He has an amazing diuk. If you look in the, obviously it's quoted in bold print also, but if you look in the continuation at the uh, after the whole story of the Egel, we'll get back to the Egel in a minute. Zerat Hashem, Perak Lamedalet, Pasach Chav Gimel. Pasach says, after quoting um, the Chagim, Three times a year, Three times a year, every male should appear in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu in in Yerushalayim. Right, the Mitzvah of Alil Regal. I will drive out the Goyim, the nations, from your face. I will widen the borders of Eretz Yisrael. Nobody is going to desire your land. When you go up to Eretz Yisrael, it's a special promise that Kadosh Baruch Hu makes: your land will be protected while you're Olarega. It's amazing. All other nations of the world know that all the Jewish communities are going to empty out for a week. Imagine that: the whole Jewish community is going to empty out for a week. Free reign, free reign for looters. Free reign. Kadosh Baruch Hu promises: I'm security. I'm security. Don't worry about it. I'm taking care of it. It's a promise and force in the Torah. The Medrash even says, tells a story about one of the Tanoim, that one time one of the Tanoim went to, um, was going to be Olaregel, and his neighbor was saying, oh, I'm waiting for it to be Olaregel. I'm going to go into his house, I'm going to take care of everything. And um, after the the uh, Tana came back from Olaregel, he sees his neighbor, so he says, oh, what a great trip we had. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I just got back. I was away for a week's race. He's like, what are you talking You never left. He says, what do you mean? I never left. I just got back. He says, no, I saw you yesterday going into your car, going onto your camel. And they realized that Kodesh Baruch I sent a Malach dressed up like this Tana just going in and out. Just going in and out of the house and nobody thought that he was away. So the Medjur says in the sixth parasha, Kodesh Baruch has a special promise that he's going to guard our houses when we're all Oregon. The Meshachachman though points out that earlier in Parshish Mishpatim the mitzvah there is also given that we should be all Oregon but without the promise. Without the promise that, you know, don't worry, I'm taking care of you. 
So just that that ha'ara is amazing. And just the question: How does he notice? Right, the beforehand, just the mitzvah of the regel. Same shalosh. He goes shalosh pamin b'shana. It doesn't end off. There's no promise, like it says here. So says the meshachachma. What happened since between mishpatim and now parak lamidalad? What happened in between? Chet egel. We didn't discuss it yet, but that's parak lamigimel. The chet egel happened in between. And the Gemara says in Masechah's Erev in line four, she'el mali nishtabru luchos rishonos. If B'nai Yisrael would have been Zohar to receive the first set of Luchos, no nation would have any power any coming close to them. They would get the first Luchos, that would be a different type of existence than we are in right now. They wouldn't have needed a promise by Luchos Rishonos. Because they, they, it was just not, there wasn't a Havamina that anybody would come near us. Right? Similar to the state of affairs before Amalek attacked us. Right, all the other nations were scared. They didn't want to start. We were a hot bath, like we said at the end of last week's year, until Amalek jumped in. So he says, But once the luchos are broken, and now the umos have more power upon us, so now it's time to worry. Because Baruch says, don't worry about it. Right, that's the change between Parshish Mishpatim and Parshish Kisisa in terms of the mitzvah of Ali Larek. So now let us get to the main topic of this week's parsha, and that is the Chaita Egel. Chaita Egel itself, we got to have a whole shear on this. Um, I was thinking about it, but um, maybe just doing a, a whole shear on the Chaita Egel, but I thought we'd try to keep a little bit of the structure, some of the smaller ideas, but we'll, let's spend a, a few moments now on four ideas within the Chaita Egel. We'll have one more, hopefully, afterwards, separate from the Egel, but four ideas on the Chaita Egel in terms of what exactly the Chait was, what we can learn from the Chait, how exactly it happened right after Harsinai, the Egel. So what exactly is, uh, when did it happen? So we know, Rashi quotes, Rashi says that the Chet Egel really happened before. Happened before the Mishkan. Right, it's Rashi's Shita. Right, Kisisa really took place before Truman Tisada. The Ramban says, no, it's straightforward. But Rashi says, yeah. But Ramban never likes to say that unless he has to. The Ramban says, no, Mishkan is a Hemshach of Harsinai as we discussed in Parshish Truma. Right, straightforward. But either way. So let's talk about four Pshatim in the Chet, uh, in, in the Chet Egel. And again, even these Pshatim flow from the Psukim. And if you have time over the next couple of days, just read through the Tarshib Achsav, Paraklam and Gimel. Exactly, get, to, get some messages exactly what, exa- what happened. What happened even before, right? Before, Paraklam and Beis and Paraklam and Gimel. Paraklam and Beis, even starting off. Vayar Ha'am Kiboshish Moshe Laredes Minhar. The Am sees that Moshe was delayed. Mentioned at the Chagiga the other night, maybe this is also a connection between Purim and Kisisa, the miscalculation of the Jews and the miscalculation of Achashverosh. Right, two major miscalculations of the seventy years and of the forty days. Right, Boshi Moshe, Moshe is late. Loredes Menahar, Al Aaron. They come to Aaron. Make for us a god. What Aaron wasn't good enough. What make for us a god? Make for us a god that will go in front of us. This man Moshe, we don't know where he is. So a question we won't deal with this year, but maybe in future years, and that is, if they wanted somebody so badly, why was Aaron so? Aaron wasn't good enough for them. Aaron was the lead, had nevuah before Moshe Rabbeinu did. But Aaron a Cohen, what was wrong with him? So what happened? Moshe's not here. Lo Aaron, Aaron says, okay, give me your jewelry. What kind of answer is that? Give me your jewelry. Why didn't Aaron just like rebuke them? 
Moshe's coming tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Obviously, Chazal say he couldn't have said that. Based on a Pesach later on, Chazal say that Chur, right, his nephew, was killed by this angry mob. When he tried to say, no, don't worry about it. So Aaron, you know, was going, going with the flow here a little bit. But he sparkled Kalamas, his Be'ez they gave all their gold. Again, there are a few crucial psukim in this whole parak. One of them was already, we already read, Kumasi Lanu Elohim. Make for us a God. How literally are we supposed to take that? Continuing, Pasuk Dalit, Vayikach Miyadav, Vayatzer Asob Acheret, Vayaseyu Egel Masecha, Vayomer, they said, Eila Elohecha Yisrael, Asher Ha'alucha Meretz Misraim. This is the God that took us out of Egypt. Wow. They just had Harsinai. According to Rashi, this took place, right? At, right there wasn't a whole Mishkan in between. Vayaron, Vayiven Mazbeach Lefanov, Aaron saw and he built the Mizbeach. This is what Chazal Darshan. Vayiven Mizbeach, Vayoven, he understood Mizavuach from he who was sacrificed in front of him. That Chur was, Chur was killed. Chazal Mzachas and Ejin Darshan, Vayiven Mizbeach, Vayoven Mizavuach. Vayigraron, Vayomar, Chag Lashem Achar, and they started dancing and singing, and of course, the rest is history. Akash Baruch says, Moshe, go down. So let's go through a few of the Pshatim. First Rashi, Rashi HaKadosh. What does Rashi tell us? Kedarko Bakodesh. Rashi is a great defender of Klal Yisrael. Rashi hates to put the blame on B'nai Yisrael. So many times throughout his commentary on the Torah, he says, you know what this sin was? The Erev Rav. All over Rashi says, it wasn't the Jews. Come on. How could you say that about my Jewish people? Says Rashi, Rabban Shel Yisrael, it was that Erev Rav that started it all. Says Rashi here, source six. I gave you a few Rashis here. Egal Masecha, Kivin Bar. Once they threw it, once they threw the Kur, once they threw all the jewelry into the Kur HaBarzal, the fire, Bo Machashve Erev Rav, the Erev Rav, the Egyptians who had come along, who wanted to become Jewish at the time, came with them. Sha'alu Imami Misraim, they came from Egypt, Shafim, and they used magic. Some say Micha was there. Right, some say they threw the Shem Hashem in. Um, Shem ha- Either way, it was the Erev Rav's fault. Don't blame this one on B'nai Yisrael. Where does Rashi get that from? Look at the next Rashi, where it's underlined. Ewa Elohecha Yisrael. This is your God, Jews. What do you mean, your God? But our God. Rashi is beautiful. It's the Erev Rav talking to them. This is your God. Right, obviously, many Jews were killed. But the answer is that they were misled. They shouldn't have listened. They shouldn't have listened. They were tricked. But it all started with the Erev Rav. Right? And that's what Rashi he quotes also later on in the story. When Hashem says to Moshe, Your nation... Became Mushchat. Your nation was that. What do you mean, your nation? It's God's nation too. What is he telling Moshe? Being your nation. Shiches Amcha. Next, source seven. Shiches Ha'amlonem. Marayala Amcha. Now it doesn't say the nation. Ella, your nation. You took these Egyptians. I never told you to take these guys. You didn't ask me. Oh, what a great thing. I didn't say that. So it's Shiches Amcha. Hashem says to Moshe, it's your fault. And that's what Rashi, I just give you the definition of Erev Rav from earlier. Rashi quotes Tarobazil and Shogerim. But throughout, throughout his commentary on the Torah, Rashi quotes the Erev Rav as being the source of, of much, much problems. In source 10 as well, Rashi quotes in Baloscha, Vasafsuf. The Asafsuf was the Erev Rav. Either way, this is Rashi Shita in, in many places. The difficulty with Rashi Shita is 
So why? We're still paying for the sin, Bizman Hazeh. To say that if we were just misled in such terrible consequences, we didn't get the Lugos because of the Erev Rav. So, Tzarech Iyun. But what drove Rashi to say this is probably not just the Pazak Elo Abo Hacha, that fits in. But probably the, for the problem, how could the Jews have fallen so quickly? So quickly, Maimed Arsinai, Egel Azov. How could they have fallen? So Rashi says it can't be. Can't be. I see this Rashi. There's one other point on Rashi, and that is the Rinas Yitzchak, Yitzchak Saratskin in Source 11, says maybe the message also here is that many times inspiration based on Chitsonius and the miraculous does not last. Maybe the Erevav will Hashem Shemayim at the beginning. Right? If they weren't Hashem Shemayim, so then they probably would have drowned in the Yamsuf. But they were all inspired. The Makos and the unbelievable Nisim. So it's very possible. Right? So said the Rina Yitzchak. You see what happens to inspiration based on the miraculous and not inspiration based on substance. Not inspiration based on I realize what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for me on a day-to-day basis. The Poseach Es Yodecho must be a Lechol Chayratzon. That type of inspiration is something that lasts. Inspiration based on the miraculous. All of a sudden the miraculous stops. Most Rebbeinu is not there. We're in the desert. Millions of Jews. No water, no food. Forget it. We'll give it up. That's why even the Gemara says in Mesech Yuvamis, during the times of Shlomo HaMelech, the, the Bati Dinim did not accept converts. What, you're going to become Jewish now that we're on top of the world? Well, come, on, come on. That's not what we're looking for. We're not a missionizing nation. We don't believe in that. You want to come to us first, we'll tell you no. If you push, push comes to shove. Okay. But when the Jews are on top of the world, it's no, it's no great shakes to, to become a Jew. So during the time of Shlomo HaMelech, the Gemara said they didn't accept Geir. Says, but that's Shitas. That's the first idea in the... Um, in the Egel, and that is Rashi. That's what he, uh, the, the Rina Sviyazlak says, Kodesh Baruch knew that it wouldn't last. But this is what occurred. And even in a certain sense, that's what happened to the Jews. The Jews themselves. Once the miracles stopped occurring, you know, so then they, they lost their excitement. Number two. Second idea in the Chet Egel is the Ramban. Got to start off with Rashi and the Ramban. Any Egel Shir has to start with them. Then we can branch out. Says the Ramban. First quoting Rashi. Right? We need we want a God that will go in front of us. Right? That was the language of the Pasik. Did I read it before? That one? Right? Aaron, Kumase Lai, the beginning Pasakal. Kumase Lanu Elohim, make for us a God, Asha Yelchufanenu, that will go in front of us. So Rashi picks up on the plural, Yelchu. They will go. So Rashi quotes, they wanted a lot of gods. Elokus Harbe Evilahem. They wanted a lot of gods. Kizemo Shah Ish, Asher Halano Mayor's been trying, this man Moshe who took us out. What happened to Moshe? What happened to Moshe Rabbeinu? I didn't give it this year, but hopefully in future years, the Meshachach would note that they were deifying Moshe Rabbeinu. That was part of the chet. They, they put too much Moshe. Moshe was a. They said, we want another God like we had Moshe. Moshe wasn't a God. Again, that's in brackets. You want to look up that shot? Feel free. Well, let's just do the Ramban. Lashon Rashi. Says the Ramban. This Pasik is a mafteach to know exactly what the Chet Ego was about. It is known. Unlike the Meshach Hachman just said. Right? They didn't think Moshe was God. They didn't think that Moshe did these miracles by himself. So why did they say we want an Elohim instead of Moshe? 
Also, what did they say? We want a God to lead us. Why did they say we want a God to bow down to, to serve? They didn't say that. We want a God to lead us. Obviously, they're looking for a Moshe replacement, says the Ramban. They wanted another Moshe, meaning they wanted another intermediary. They didn't want a God. This was not Avodazara. That is the sheet of the Ramban against other Rishonim. The Ramban says clearly this was not Avodazara. They wanted another Moshe. Amru, Moshe, Moshe, who was our tour guide. Right, imagine, imagine you're going in the uh, some some crazy teal in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden the guide says, "See you later," and he leaves, and you're stuck. And imagine if you're there without food, and it's getting dark, and you have your little kids over, and it's getting, you're like, you don't know what to do. Then imagine you're in the middle of a desert, and all all four directions you don't see a thing. You don't know what to do. They were so. They wanted another Moshe. That's why they said Moshe who brought us up. Not Chas they're denying God. But they wanted somebody else to lead them. Next place where it's underlined, 13. They didn't want another God. They just wanted that. They wanted that. Rabbi continues also in source 13. Next one, Gamzakas of Yoreotanu that brought us up. They look at the cow and they, oh, that cow brought us up? Come on. Nobody can think that. That's not the God. And again, the Ramban works out, according to his shot, all of the Psukim, that it wasn't really Avodazar. The problem, according to the Ramban, again, every shot has Milos and Chesronos. The problem with the Ramban is, so what was so bad? So what was so bad? What was uh, you know they they were worried they were nervous they wanted another Moshe so maybe we'll get to a deeper idea behind the Ramban soon third out of four that we're going to do tonight is Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky Rabbi Yaakov says kind of look at it from a very practical I already alluded to it very practical life shot look what he says Lachara he asked the kasha. How could it be? Right? The Dorodea. This is the Kasha that if there's a Sefer that doesn't ask it, then Tzorachian. Right? Every Sefer asks this Kasha. How could it be? How could Klai Yisrael have done it? Says Rabbi Yaakov. And a lot of these overlap each other. But it's a different emphasis to each one. Avul Be'emes Nire says the Rabbi Yaakov. It's impact. We like look and say, oh, how could they do it? If we were there, no, no, no. Like we're like big shots. Says the Rabbi Yaakov. Let's put ourselves into their shoes. Think about it. Amgadol ben Shishim Ribo, six hundred thousand men. With hundreds of thousands, millions of others. A, mil, a camp of millions. Machanashal Shlosha million Bneadam. Three million people. Vukulam Omdim Belo Shum Mishan Lachem Umayim Bemidbar Vitsimiona Shame Bomayim. They're in the middle of the desert with nothing. Their leader well, let's continue. Hallo Arazal, etc. Let's skip that. Hallo Matsav Ayom Hanu. It was a scary, awesome moment. Umadu Niflazos Bainishla Undubni Sanchakaze. 
And by the way, we've gotten mon for the past couple of weeks because Moshe was here. No more Moshe. No more mon. No more food. Let's go back to Mitzrayim. At least we were living. We're going to die here. Our kids are going to starve. And they're going to be thirsty. And the Satan showed them Moshe's coffin. We can't go to sleep. We go to sleep if there's no milk in the fridge. Unless in our family, we're like, what are the kids going to eat for breakfast? Right? So we're like, oh, are they going to be satisfied with this substitute? Or that substitute? Imagine if there's nothing in the house. Zero. And what if you don't, there's not going to be any stores open tomorrow either. They'll skip breakfast. We'll get a double lunch. There's nothing. Sister Yaakov, how could, how could we fault them? There's no stores. Of course, it's so logical that they would give up. Your babies are asking for food. Are you going to wait till tomorrow? When it's, when it's Mamish Sakana? No, they have to cry today. So they have to find a Malamako. But according to this, what was the root sin then? The root sin of the Egel was a lack of bitachon. A lack of realizing that Baruch was taken care of. Don't worry about it. Kodesh Baruch was in charge. You do your establus, Hashem Yazar. That was the root chait of the Egel. You, you have to understand it, but they had to overcome. After everything they saw in Mitzrayim. So you have to, you have to have bitachon. Nimsel v'fizesh yisod ha'egel v'yitiraso haya choser bitachon. And he says that he even explains a pasuk in Yechezkel, which says, "Vayamru bi beis saw by Midbar." Hashem says that the Jews rebelled against me in the desert. maod, and they were machalal Shabbos. I wanted to destroy them and make start another nation. Says Rabbi Yaakov, It said, "I wanted to destroy them because of chilul Shabbos." Where were they machal Shabbos in the desert? Well, there was one guy that was Mechal Shabbos. The whole nation was Mechal Shabbos. Says of Yaakov, no, I think the message is Chil Shabbos, or Shabbos. The mitzvah of Shabbos itself is all about Bitachan. You know, how was it that 80 years ago when many of our grandparents and parents came to these shores and they knew if they don't show up to work on Saturday, they're not coming to work on Monday. And how many of them didn't go to work and they knew they'd have to find another job. Shabbos is Shabbos is about Bitachon. Sorry? What? The American shores, not these shores. Right, not these shores. Not these shores. These shores. Baruch Hashem. Right. Um, everybody, this is an English year, so uh, I assume we all have some American roots. Uh, Canadian roots, English roots, Australian roots. Um, says the, so says Rabbi Yaakov, the root of Shabbos is Bitachon. Realizing, I only have to work for six, five and a half days. Kodesh Baruch will do the rest. I don't have to work for more than that. If I work for more than that, I'm not making any more. I'm not making any more. Shabbos is all about bitachon. So you could call the Chet HaEgel Chilol Shabbos, says of Yaakov. The Ikrini Sayin HaShabbos in the last column will be tachon. Umei Haitaim HaBishabbos Rishon HaKashayi B'Mara Herol HaMashem Yisbarach Shei Deitz Mar Nefacham HaMayin L'Metukim On the first Shabbos in Mara, Hashem showed them a bitter tree and bitter waters and made the water sweet. Kashab, that's what it's about. And that's what the eagle was about. And that's what the Moraglam is about. Also, it's all about Chosa Bitachon. And therefore, that was the problem of the Chet Egel. 
Finally, the last shot that we will do this year, in the Egel, we had Rashi, we had the Ramban, we had the Rabbi Yaakov, and we have the Beis HaLevi. Beis HaLevi, this is a thought that's said by a number of Mepharshim, the Nitziv says this, after the Beis HaLevi and others, and that is a crucial, a crucial message for any generation, including ours. The Beis HaLevi also wants to give an explanation to how the Mishkan is a kapara for the Egel, Rashi Shita. Ramban says the Mishkan came before, but Rashi says a number of times that the Mishkan was a kapara. How exactly ma'akasha between the Mishkan and the Chet Egel? Says the Beis HaLevi, bottom of the column. Feel free to read. I gave you part of it here. It's a long piece. I gave you part of it here. Bottom of the first column. Bikshu inyan zehu did Bikshu Yisrael az acharisha rode Moshe asher haya omei bein Hashem ubeinam lo ba. Once Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't there anymore, Ratsu yia hashras shchinaso. They had great intentions. They wanted hashras shchina. They wanted the connection to Hashem. They wanted to be close to Hashem. Ukemot beemes haya charekim bemishkan. Just like the Mishkan was, they had that. They wanted to get close to Hashem. Moshe's not here. What are we going to do? How are we going to get close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu? Va'od lo samcho chachem atzman. Yakin al kol Aaron. They didn't even decide something themselves. They went to Aaron Akoin. Shei Yagadu. They said, Aaron, what should we do? Ubikshu. They say, I say, Lanu, do something. Get us close to Hashem. Va'kavanashi yamakom yuchal asharas hashchina. They wanted some vehicle for the shchina to come to. Timsa machshavosam shal Yisrael hayivazel tova. Their machshava was very l'shem shemayim latova. Line eleven. Amnam ta'u baze ta'us echad. But they made one fatal error. Dehin emes the ma'isa adam ba'olam atachton gorim tikunim b'storm tovim b'chol almost kulam. A hundred percent. Any mitzvah, any good deed that we do in this world has unbelievable effects in the upper worlds. But it's only if that good deed is in a context and included in its sivui, in a command of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. You could have the greatest of intentions, but you have to go through the means that Hashem commanded. We have no right to make up our own means to get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I feel very spiritual if I do it this way. No. You shake the lulav how the Torah says you want to shake the lulav. You do this mitzvah, you do that mitzvah, that's how you get close to Kodesh Baruch Hu. You learn this Torah. But I feel, I go to a Kabbalah center and I feel so close to God. That's the Chet Egel. They try to use their own means in order to get close to God and that was their mistake. I want to make up my own tefillah. I don't want to go through the means. There are places in tefillah where one can add own personal bakashas. But to forget what Chazal, the Anshikas HaGadol, who had Nevuah, now I want to. This is this is what makes me feel close to God. That's not that's not about feeling close to God. That's about feeling good about myself. You want to feel close to God on a true sense. You follow what it says in the Torah. Aval words underlined. Avom yasa adam is a ma'isa shalom etzavala b'Torah. Rak midas atzmo oz oso ma'isa enemo klum. The ma'isa mitzad atzmo lo yifol bazesh yishes chinas olein. That's not going to bring any ashras hashchina. That was. That's just been. We'll mention this in a couple of weeks. That was says the nitziv the chait of. Not the Venaviyu. What does it mean? Ish Zara Asher Lotziva Bohem. Put the exact Osam. Right? It was an Ish Zara. There were six different Shatim in the, in the Gemara. What was the Ish Zara? What, what did they do wrong? They they, pot, they they went into the base and made the shikr drunk. Why did they do that? Because they thought that was a great way to get close to Akadosh Baruch. You know, we drink, we feel great. 
Right? They they paskin shalom b'fei rabbam. If I paskin now, I know the halacha. I'm gonna be so excited. All the different pshatim. It's all about. It's all eshzare. It's all a strange fire. What's the definition of a strange fire? Hashem didn't command it. Shalotziva osam. That's the chete egel. And says the Beis Halevi. That's the emphasis. Thirty times in Parshas Pekudei, twenty-five times, whatever it is, many, many times, the following five words appear: Kashrotziva Hashem es Moshe. Every three psukim. Kashrotziva Hashem es Moshe. The boards. Kashrotziva Hashem es Moshe. The curtains. The sockets. Kashrotziva Hashem es Moshe. The kiyar. Kashrotziva Hashem. Every detail. Kashrotziva Hashem es Moshe. The Mishkan was a kapar for the Chayta Egel because down to the last detail of the Mishkan, it's exactly how Kadosh Baruch Hu commanded it. Because that's what he wanted. That's exactly what the Mish- the Egel was not. The Egel was about I'm going to find my own ways to come close to Kadosh Baruch Hu. I think this let's make something. Let's wait till what Kadosh Baruch Hu wants us to do. That could be part of what's behind the Ramban as well. He doesn't explain it fully. Maybe that's behind the Ramban. So we have Rashi, the Erev Rav. We have the Ramban. It wasn't really about Zara. Rabbi Yaakov, a lack of bitachin, and the Beis Halevi, finding your own spiritual relativism, I think it's called. Finding your only own means in order to get close to Hashem. Yeah. While Moshe was on the mountain. They might have got to the mountain, but they didn't think Moshe died, because he said he was coming back in 40 days. But now, the Sutton just showed him their, his coffin. But they thought if he died, they would their food. Maybe, right, right. The mom was only there, but Schuss Moshe. Schuss Moshe. Right, right. They're both. Right. That's why I said the, this base lady could work with the Ramban because the Ramban doesn't explain what was so bad. Then they wanted the intermediary. So, but you have to, if you add this, you know, it can, it can be most of an addition, most of it. Okay, two other ideas, or maybe one other idea, and then uh, then we'll see. Got to have a gra. So we always try to have at least one. Um, the gra, Kedarka Bakodesh says, there's a pasuk that's alluding to a halacha. Pasuk we say every Friday night, so you're allowed to say this thought any Shabbos of the year. Right, Vishama Bene Israel is a Shabbos, Lasas is a Shabbos, or Sumber Salam, Bediva Bene Israel is a Shabbos, guard Shabbos. We say it every Shabbos morning in Kiddush, we say it in Shwan Asrei, Osi Bene Benechem. Fine. The Quran points out that when it says Osi Li Olam, Kishesh is Yavim Asas Hashem, it says La Olam without a Vav, it's spelled Chaser. Lamed Aleph, Lamed Men. So why does it spell chaser? What's the what, the first? Because if you look at the uh, the previous right word, it says bris olam. It's a bris forever with a vav, and now it says osili olam without a vav. Says the gra, there is a gemara mesecha shabbos of samachtes. Let's say somebody all of a sudden gets shipwrecked, and he finds himself on a deserted island, and he has no idea what day it is. No idea. What does he do? Machloka samorai. Rav Huna says, third line, I'm Rav Huna, I'm Halef Adarach Obamir of Enidia Emes HaShabbos, Mona Shisha Yamim Mumashamar Yomechad. Count six days and then keep a Shabbos. You might be counting Tuesday a Shabbos, but that's what you do. Count six days, Shabbos. Count six days, Shabbos. Chiyabar Rav Omer, Mishamar Yomechad, Mona Shisha. No. Have a Shabbos and then count six days. Shabbos, six days. Start with Shabbos. Chachlokas Amorayim. What are the Svaras? It's like Mara says, do you go by Briyas HaOlam? Just like Riyas HaOlam started with Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, six days and then Shabbos, so too, you should start with six days and then Shabbos. Or do we say, you go by Adam HaRishon. Adam was created Arab Shabbos. First day Adam had was Shabbos. So you have a Shabbos and then six days. Shabbos and then six days. Machlokas. We paskin like Rav Huna. You have six days and then you have Shabbos. Says the Grog, go back to the Pasuk. La'olam, ha'olama in Hebrew, means 
Halama means you're, you're missing something. You have a lack of das. Halama, yeah? On Shabbos, if you do a malacha, but helam echad. You do it in one helam, like one forgetting. Helam means forgetting or not knowing. So, osi la'olam, la'olam, from the word halama, when something is hidden, you don't know it, you know what you do? Six days, because that's what Hashem created the world in. Seventh day, you can keep Shabbos. Rafuna in the Pasuk. We say it every Shabbos. Um, one more. Go ahead. Okay, I got the guy. I got the go ahead. Okay, well, I, I met, this is one of my thoughts that I, I mentioned many times, but uh, this is the part to mention it, so I have to mention it now. That is, of course, the last Rashi in, in the Torah. That's Rashi in the Torah. The last Pasuk in the Torah talks about. Did I mention this already in a Wednesday night share? I was trying to look at my notes. I didn't know. But either way, if you missed it here, you got you to say it this, uh, this week. The last Rashi in the Torah discusses what Moshe Rabbeinu's greatest feats were. Right? All the great things. Every phrase in that Pasuk is talking about the greatest things that Moshe Rabbeinu did. The last phrase in the Torah. What does Rashi say? What's that referring to? Shviras Saluchos. Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchos. That was his greatest feat. Baruch even says, Hashem says. That was his greatest feat. But the the the, the Makas and Kriyas Yamsuf, that was his greatest feat, Shriya Saluchos. So Shamer of Gifter, the following thought is said. There is a Gemara in a few places, Babakama, Psachim, elsewhere, Kedushin. I gave it to you in Babakama, same words, but that's the one I thought is added. Source seventeen. Gemara about Shimon Hamsuni or Nechemi Hamsuni, one of them. They darshaned every time it said the word S in the Torah to teach me something. S, Brace of S Hashemayim, S teaches me this. The S R, S teaches me that. Every S in the Torah teaches me something. Every S. Until he came up to S Hashem Lokachatira. You have to fear Hashem. S Hashem Lokachatira. You have to fear Hashem. So he says, what are you supposed to add on to Hashem? S Hashem Lokachatira. There's nothing to add on to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So what does the Gemara say? Piresh, he threw it away. He stopped Darshan. He was in the middle. He was almost finished his doctoral thesis. There was one, right? Right between us, he could have just skipped that one, right? Anybody? Would anybody have noticed? Right? He darshaned six thousand essen, right? One, okay, right? Sarachian. No, he says, I must be wrong. S must not be Larabos if there's one that can't be can't include anything. His Talmidim said to him, Rebbe, what are you going to do with all the drushes? Call Esen to the Rasha What are you going to do with all the drushes that you all the time? So what does he say? Kishem shekibati scharaladrisha, kacha kabel scharalaprisha. Just like I was, I got schar in the drisha, I'll get schar in the prisha. Don't worry, I'll get my reward. And then his Talmud Rabbi Akiva came along and said, Ah, I could dash in the word S. The rabbis tell me the chachamim. S Hashem al kechatira. You not only have to fear Hashem, you have to fear talmidei chachamim, which are a right a, a connected secondary light from Hashem. So the kasha that Rabbi Gifter asked is. He darshaned every one. He could have figured this one out. What was so hard about this one? And his Talmud, Rabbi Akiva, got it? What did Rabbi Akiva have that he didn't have? So Gifter explains, Rabbi Akiva had one thing. He had a Rebbe like Nechemi Hamsuni. He had a Rebbe who was ready to throw away his life's work because of MS. Because he said, I must be wrong. Now I know it to be Marbe. Moshe Rabbeinu worked his entire life to bring the luchos to Bnei Yisrael. That was his, what he. What was his first sibu? He got at the snan. Parsha Shmos. You're going to give them their avoda for eternity, right? The world doesn't exist until Bnei Yisrael keep the Torah. This was his life's work. He comes down. He sees the egel. So what can he do? 
he could try. He just got forgiveness, so let him just put it into his pocket. Let's let's work it out. Let's try to, you know, rehabilitate and uh, work. What does he see? He sees these Jews cannot handle these luchos. Boom! Does he know he's going to get a second luchos? He has no idea. What's going to be? I don't know. But all I see in front of me is MS, MS, they can't have this. This is his life's work. Whenever you think of something, you try to fight. You know, having an argument with somebody, a chavrusa, somebody. Even once, even once I start thinking that I might be wrong, I'm still fighting. I just shout louder. Right? That's what, uh, right, like, the, like the joke, and the, the rabbi has a whole drush on his notes. It says, weak point, scream loud. Right? That's what, uh, so again, it, you know, we, we, we doesn't, when I scream, I try, hopefully that, I, I always scream. Right? The, but the, uh, so says, says the Rav Gifter, that was the God of Samosh Rabbeinu. call Yisrael, he broke the luchos, because that was the MS, and that's what he needed to do. Okay.